This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, June 8th, 2022, and you're listening or watching to a brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast, starting this episode hot as I see. I'm having some camera difficulties. Austin Shepard joining me tonight, filling in for Paul Zartman, a.k.a. the Brooklyn Brawler. Who knows knows where Paul's at tonight? Did you you break your camera? (laughs) Hi. It's just me now. I am. Uh, I'm working on the camera as as we speak. <coughs> you didn't. Your your cameras are uh, scared of this title above my head right here, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, it, it's never seen it in my house, so it's true. It's it's scary. <laughs> Normally, it's over the Brooklyn Brawler's shoulder, horrible <laughs> feller. Yep, it's a fixture. He's a drowning in his sorrows tonight somewhere. That's all right. He probably got rained on tonight, so. Probably did. He probably <laughs> did. Uh, but uh, pretty fun episode of Dynamite tonight. Um, interesting episode. It's, I saw a lot of people complaining about it on Twitter. A lot of people thought they kind of punted with Game 3 of the NBA Finals going on with uh, Road Rager coming up next week. But I thought there was some good stuff. I did think there was some stuff that wasn't so good. Yeah, I I mean, starting off, I was really piped about this battle royal. And then I almost kind of forget how I dislike the um, casino battle royal where six men enter at a time. Um, it kind of gets lost. Some some of the guys get lost as they come into the match. So, I don't know. I, I wasn't really, really, really hyped about, I don't know, halfway through the match. Um Towards the end, it was pretty good, though. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It just it didn't get me fired up for the next, you know, hour and a half. Yeah, it, it was uh, – I don't know. There were so many guys in the ring at one time, and there were so many guys I could point to and say, he's not winning, he's not winning, he's not winning. Um, I did like later in the show the explanation of why Hangman and Wardlow weren't contestants in the Battle Royale. I did like that. Even though Wardlow's, I'll touch on that when we, when uh, we speak on his segment. His kind of didn't make sense, but um, yeah, I don't know. It wasn't one of my favorite battle royals they've had. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, towards the end though, I was after it was all said and done, I'm like, okay, Kyler Riley and Mox can put on a match, which we'll get to that later. 
So I was excited of that, but I almost kind of thought maybe Andrade maybe could be that. That'd be a heck of a main event, especially on a free weekly show. Um, I like that episode, and I almost okay. I kind of wanted Kingston or Yuta in the yep. main event tonight. I mean, I mean, we all kind of knew going into this when they announced Mox would would take take on the winner, you know, and the winner with that would go on the Forbidden Door. We all kind of knew Mox is going to go ahead and go over that main event. Right. So, you know, who can you put in that main event to steal the show? Yeah, they did a good job. Don't be wrong. I just – I, I could have – we could have went in a different direction and everybody still been happy. Well, at the very start, Darby Allen's the first one that comes out. And right away he comes out, I'm like, okay, I can see that. That makes sense. Him and Moxley put on a banger of a match. He's a crowd favorite. He's a big name in AEW. The other uh, first five entrants were Daniel Garcia, Tony Neese, Lance Archer, and Eddie Kingston, like you said. Uh, yeah, I would have been all about Eddie winning. Um, but, of course, they wanted to further the storyline with the Blackpool Combat Club and um, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, the next five entrants, Ricky Starks, Jake Hager, Ray Phoenix, Swerve Strickland, and Keith Lee. Um, we saw Tony Nice get eliminated by Keith Lee. I saw Archer get eliminated by Keith Lee. So Keith Lee was on fire when he came into the ring. Uh, then we saw John Silver, um, Max Caster, the Ass Boys, and I always struggle pronouncing this guy's name. He's the the young guy from uh, – he's not even from New Japan. He's from um, – uh, he fought Hangman a couple weeks ago. You know who I'm talking about? Um, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it I, looks like Tokushita, but I don't think that's how you pronounce it. No, it's yep. I yeah, know. I mean he's a stud. I need to learn how to say his name because they say it every week and I botch it every week. Um, I, I did. I did like Max Caster's usual rap. I liked him ripping on Patrick Mahomes as a Broncos fan. I appreciated that. Uh, next five entrants, Powerhouse Hobbs, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Dante Martin, and Wheeler Yuta. We saw Caster eliminate Phoenix. Uh, both of the ass boys got eliminated by Keith Lee. Then Keith Lee got eliminated by his tag team partner, Swerve Strickland. The crowd didn't like that. No. No. Was, you don't want them to split. I really think they're really good together. But I, I do, too. And then the Joker was Andrade El Idolo, which makes sense. Kind of surprised me, though. Usually the Joker's somebody making a debut. But Andrade's been, been off TV uh, for a little while since the coffin match that he lost to Darby. So I was fine with him making an appearance. He's a good wrestler. Uh, John he Silver. Uh, his uh, honeymoon. Yes, yes. He married uh, Charlotte Flair or Ashley Fleer. Just her real name is outside the outside the ring. Uh, John Silver eliminated power, by Powerhouse Hobbs. Daniel Garcia eliminated by Kingston. Kingston then eliminated by Jake Hager. Hager eliminated by Yuta. Um, Tokushita. I know that's not how you pronounce it, but I'm I'm rolling with it because I'm just no, it is. <laughs> uh, eliminated by Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Dante Martin eliminated by Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. Um. Then Ricky Starks was eliminated by Phoenix. Bobby Fish was eliminated by Darby Allen. Darby was eliminated by Swerve Strickland. Swerve was eliminated by Andrade. Powerless Hobbs was eliminated by Wheeler. The final four was Phoenix, O'Reilly, Yuta, and uh, Andrade. Uh, let's see. Then we had uh, Andrade get eliminated by Yuta and O'Reilly. 
and it came down to O'Reilly and um, Wheeler Yuta. And O'Reilly gets the win, and his push continues. I like it. I just don't see him separated from Bobby Fish yet. Yeah. It, it, I mean, I, this is a start. Don't get me wrong. Um, his in-ring is awesome. Then I just go back to that segment he had with Tony. It's just – yeah, his mic's work's not the best. Yeah, and 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 we're kind of spoiled because you think of the guys we look on the mic. We got Mox, we got MJF, which completely no mention of that tonight. But that's an whole another subject. But you got guys like that, Jericho, um, and then you just you throw you throw O'Reilly uh, on there. And again, he's not bad, but we're spoiled. Oh, we are, we are, and and so, really. It makes him look bad. I mean, I mean, you think about the push he's gotten the last month, month and a half. I mean, he beat Phoenix, I believe it was. He beat Darby. He beat Jungle Boy. And now he wins this. It's like Tony's really pushing him. And I know he signed a five-year deal, so maybe that's part of the reason why he's pushing him so hard. Yeah. I mean, you're going to – you want to keep him engaged. And, you know, three years down the road, you don't want him to say, hey, right. I want my release. I'm jumping ship. Right. But, yeah, I know. Again, you cannot take away what that dude does between the between the ropes. Um, but hey, yep. like you said, he's only been there for what six, seven months now. Has it been right. that? Um, yeah, it was around yeah. December, maybe. I think. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, six, seven months. So I mean, he's got a while to go. But I mean, he was a good choice tonight. It's just yeah, that little interview with Tony kind of. Drummed it down a little bit. I know Twitter, tw- uh, most of Twitter, most of the IWC did not like him winning. But, you know, I'm kind of like you. I looked at the field. I'm like, there was no clear-cut winner. I don't well, know. I mean, yeah, I would have liked Andrade. I think uh, him and – I think Mox and Andrade could have had a good match. Yep. Now, the only good thing there between O'Reilly and Mox is both of them are just brawlers. Yes. Brawlers. They're going to beat the tar out of each other, where Andrade is a little bit more finesse, a little more Lucha Libre. Yep. So, I mean, if you want a hard-hitting main event, we got it tonight. Oh, we definitely got it. And, and really, a yeah. year ago at this time, that was a Wednesday Night Wars dream match. Mm-hmm. That we didn't think was going to happen. So, once again, we're spoiled. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're spoiled. So, again, I, I was okay with him going over in the Battle Royal. Just – wasn't my favorite battle royal. Yep. We then see Moxley backstage cutting a promo, pretty much saying O'Reilly's in the wrong place at the wrong time as the forbidden door belongs to him. He ends the segment with, with saying he loves his mom. I'm just like, that's just John being John. I mean, just eh. random. Uh, JR revealed that CM Punk's lower leg surgery is complete and doctors were happy with it. So that's good. I knew he was going to be getting surgery, but I didn't know when. Um, and then we got a new championship reveal tonight. Didn't see this coming. This is out of left field. Uh, the All-Atlantic Championship, which promises to bring fans the best of the best, will represent the fans in all countries around the world who watch AEW. Tournament is kicking off with wrestlers from all around the world, and the winner will be crowned in a fatal four-way at Forbidden Door. First match of that, Buddy Matthews versus Pac, and this match lived up to the hype. Yeah, one of my f- favorite matches in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, you guys are awesome. But before we get into that, all Atlantic title, I mean, we just forget about the Pacific. 
yeah, yeah. You, got, you gotta go across the Pacific to eat the New Japan. I know, I know. And, and, and at first, when they're interesting title, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, is this gonna be the trios? But then, as they were talking about it before revealing what it was, I'm like, nah, this doesn't sound like it's gonna be a team title of any sort. Yeah. And then, then they reveal it, and I'm like, really, another mid card title? I mean, I mean, the TNT title hasn't been booked very well this year, and now we're getting another mid card. But then, when they reveal the bracket, I'm like. Okay, I can get on board with the matches at least to begin this title. Yeah, and you, you can almost see this being um, used in ROH or New Japan too. Right. right. So there's going to be a mix of guys. This this title could be used across a couple of different promotions. So if it's done right, we'll like it. Exactly, if it's done right. If not, <laughs> we're getting into that dangerous category of too many titles. And, I mean, that's what NXT – found themselves in not too long ago. It's like too many titles. A lot of them don't even get airtime. It's just so, like having the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title on the same program. Right. It doesn't like, work. We're over it next. Right. So we'll see how we'll see how they uh, how they work it out. But it's a great match between Buddy and Pac. I wasn't surprised with the result, the end result, which saw Pac win with one of my favorite moves all wrestling to Black Arrow. He doesn't seem to get to hit it a lot, but when he does, I'm always just like my jaw drops. I'm like, how can he do that? <laughs> like, I can do it. I want to see that. <laughs> can can you land it on Paul next weekend at the Rochester Moose? Ooh, I need to have I need to have one of those uh, race car on device so my neck doesn't break. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And we need to we need to reinforce the uh, ropes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this match was back and forth, though. Really fun match. Like I said, Pac got the win with uh, Black Arrow. I did like the entrance of Buddy Matthews, though. I love the um, – um, why am I blanking on his uh, group's name? House of Black. House of Black, yeah. Yeah, the House of Black's entrance. I like how you didn't see all the individuals' faces, but you saw the outlines of them, including Julia Hart. Um, their, their entrance is so cool. And I didn't realize until tonight this was Buddy's – De- a singles debut match mm-hmm. in AEW. Yeah, we've only seen him a couple other times, but it's always been in tag or trio. Yep. Yeah, he's six but, six and zero as trios, and and uh, this was a uh, this was a callback uh, two hundred five live match. Was that four years ago? Five yeah, years ago? Would have been a while. I mean, yeah. both these guys have changed their look up completely. You think they both make two hundred five now on the scale? <laughs> <laughs> I would say Buddy probably does. I don't know, dude. He's ripped. I yeah, mean, he's 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 supposed the to way the way he can move still though is just yeah. No, both of them move like yeah cruiserweight yeah. and luchadors or whatever you want yeah. to call them. Right. Um, but interesting on the other side of the bracket is uh, uh, Malachi. Yeah, Malachi versus Penta. That's gonna be fun. That'd be crazy. And then you got a New Japan matchup, and then the match we get next week is Ethan Page versus Miro. I like Miro, Ethan Page. Miro goes over. Yeah, no way. I, I think Miro wins the whole thing. Ooh. Depending on who New Japan puts in there, yeah. But I would really like to see a Miro versus Malachi match. Uh, oh, I think those oh, guys. I, I could get on board with Malachi. Yeah. Having the but, title, too. Yeah, those, those guys could. Again, it's going to be a four way, I get it, but. Yeah. And, and I would say Pac, because he's probably long overdue, but it, it makes me nervous with him not living over here in the States. Yeah. I, I, I mean, 
And I'm gonna go back to I'm gonna go back to your old uncle Jim Cornette here doing, <laughs> doing a four way kind of lazy booking. It is. It is. I, where where if you if you do this right and actually have a championship match on Forbidden Door could make it that much bigger, much more. True. True. But now we're gonna have a four way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we can take it a step further. Oh, I know, and, and, and I think for Bendora, it's going to be a great show, but I am a little concerned, like, seeing some of the matches or what I think is going to be a match. I'm like, there's going to be a lot of team aspect matches on this card. Which is New Japan. New Japan mm-hmm. always has a, a four or eight-man or ten-man tag. They always have a couple of those on every card they have. Right. Which, again, the guy that's going to defend this thing right here makes it even harder. So quit being lazy booking. Give me a match. <laughs> Give me a bad match. Yeah. I think I think we need to tag a TK in a tweet there. Um, uh, we did see Eddie Kingston backstage. Uh, he's he's saying uh, they gave him a minute, but he doesn't need that. Jake Hager cost him the chance to be a world champion. He says he hates the rest of the Jericho Appreciation Society. He demands that the staff doesn't count him down. He makes it clear he wants Hager on Rampage this week. Loved it. I thought that was great. He brings the cameraman into the camera. He mentions the NBA and the NHL. Uh, yeah, there's only one Eddie Kingston. Yeah, he he's real. Yep. Which I really think I think I've talked this about about this on other podcasts with you guys. Uh, we always watch that thirty for thirty on Ric Flair. Okay. Yep. Ric Flair admitted he lived his character. He could not separate the character from his real life. Right. And I get that feeling with Eddie. I do too. This is Eddie. 365 days a year. Mm-hmm. And I love it. And we, we buy into it and we're hooked. Yeah. He's yeah. awesome. Um, at the Forbidden Door match, though, I mean, yeah, he got this thing going on with Hager, but he's he's been showing up on some new Japan shows. And I want to say the last guy, the guy he's going after is Kodo. Is that how you pronounce the last name? I believe so. He, he's a, he's a, he, They've had a, some altercation. So I think we'll see that at Forbidden Door. Um, but yeah, Eddie's the man. Yeah, he is. I mean, the fans love him. I, he's got to get a, a world title ring eventually, doesn't he? Even well, if it's only for like a month. Even I, if it's only I, for like a I month. I was getting that. So, just say in the next twenty four months. I mean, you gotta you gotta give him something, don't you? Yeah. Just because he's that over. Um, I mean, I still think. Well, my my original thought was MJF would take it off of Punk, but. Who the heck knows? So yeah, yeah. But yeah I, I think you got to give him a little, little rub here mm. in the next twenty four months. He's he's an older dude. Yep. Um, in in the aspects of of these other guys, so you could have him be the one to take it off Punk, and it's somewhere Ooh. close to his hometown, or he's somewhere in New York, and he could have just a short reign for like a month, and then if. MJF's in good graces with the company by them. You could have him, or you could have Warlow, or somebody younger take it off Eddie, then and make it. Well, I know we're going to get into a whole Warlow thing, but I like Warlow going after the TNT title right now. I do too. I know a lot of people didn't, but I do. I I think it's a good fit. Yep. So Uh, we then get Trip Beretta makes his way to the ring, and I. And I'm sure you know this from listening and watching our past podcasts. I'm not a best friends fan. I know Paul is. I just. Trent's a good worker in the ring. So's so's Chucky T. Orange Cassie's never been my thing. I understand why a lot of people find them entertaining, but so when he was on the mic, I'm like, okay, this is kind of boring. But then he brings up uh, being bummed up 
bummed out that Rapungi Vice didn't get a win. The ROH Tech Team titles, he believes they deserve another shot. Calls out FTR. FTR comes out to a big pop. You can tell they're still loving being baby faces. Uh, hey, real quick, you notice that FTR does not carry the AAA titles anymore? Since yeah, I did title. notice that. They're yeah. still, still AAA champions. Right. I don't know if TK wants to – I don't want to say bury him, but just let them know that – Hey, we're gonna we're gonna push ROH over Triple right. but I still think it's a better effect if you got a title over Both. each order. Right, even though the Triple A Tekken titles are the worst looking belts in professional wrestling, in my opinion, because they look plastic. Yeah. But but yes, I agree. They, I mean, the more gold you have, the better. So might as well show it off. But uh, Cash Wheeler says the results of the match didn't set well with them either. They want to show that they are the best tech team on the planet. Dex Harwood said if it was up to them, they'd have done it tonight. But Trent's partners in Japan. And the problem he uh, has shouldn't be with them. It should be with uh, Will Os- Osprey's Bitch Boys. The United Empire music then hits. So I'm like, all right, here comes uh, here comes um, Cobb and, and, and his partner. But then Will Osprey comes out, crowd crowd shocked. I'm I'm like, all right, here we go. This is this is, we're, we're heating up now. And then he waves his hand, and the United Empire members appear attacking FTR and Trent, laying them all out inside the ring. And Osprey nails Trent with his finisher as the faction stands tall. Yeah, I I'm a big Osprey fan. I I've, I've seen him work a couple times. Um, Top five talent in the ring, in my opinion, in the world. Yeah, they, they made that comment on on. Uh, I know I, they call him like top three, but I I, I think he's top five at least. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would put him up there. Uh, there's some guys on the shelf right now that would would give him. A run for him is sure, but great to see him on television. Um, again, he's one of those guys that he's he's doing it different, he's doing it his way, right? Um, he's not chasing, so yeah, good to see him on TV. Um, a couple of times he was in our area, just up in South Bend, and I tried to make I tried to make those shows, but yeah, life happens, but anyways. Um, it's we'll get the one eventually. We'll get the one eventually. They come around enough. Um, but yeah, awesome to see him on TV, and it's going to be. He obviously he's going to be a big part in Forbidden Door. Well, yeah, we get a a match. I thought we'd maybe see a Forbidden Door Friday night on Rampage. United Empire versus FTR and Trent. Yeah. All right. I can. I can. That on free television. Sign me up. Once again, we're spoiled. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Uh, we then see Kyle O'Reilly backstage with Tony Schiavone, and William Regal appears and says he uh, taught them a lot of over the years, talking to Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. He asks Kyle if he's ready for tonight. He gives him his best wishes, saying it will hurt him as he commentates as O'Reilly gets his head caved in. Kyle says he came here to fight the best and fight for the title, and tonight he does both. Well, a little bit of a dig at um, NXT, right? Like right. I told yeah. you guys, you knew I was the head guy in NXT for a while or right. whatever. The, you know, you got the undisputed era standing right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like the little dig by Regal. I like Regal. I've always liked Regal back in the WCW days. Um, always been a fan of his, um, the way he's done his character. So, yep. Oh, he's he's an underrated asset to any company who has him in there. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, and I could be wrong, but I don't think he ever held a a main title. Heavyweight title in either WCW or into or WWE, did he? No, I know he had some European title runs and maybe an intercontinental title run. I believe so, yeah. But that was a title run in WCW, but 
he never was a main guy, but he was always good. He was always there to count on, and he, he put yeah. on a good show. In a tag team title run at one time, at least one, but yeah, no, no world title. So we then got a match between uh, Adam Hangman Page and David Finley. Um, this is Fit Finley's son, right? Correct. Okay, because I know he's a fourth generation. They're talking about, so I'm like, okay, because I had heard of him. I'd never seen him work before, though. So, well, uh, so you remember Juice Robinson? Yep. From so him and him and Juice had a little run at I well, Juice. Finn Juice, Finn Juice, right? Finn Juice, were, yeah. yeah. So they were, okay. they were they were tag team titles there in New Japan. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Paul Paul screwed against you. You're gonna, you're gonna smash him <laughs> from hidden door. So, um, they they had a little bit of a title run there. Um, he also worked with Lance Archer in the uh, U.S. title there in New Japan. Um, so again, another guy that obviously his dad was worked with WWE forever and was behind yep. the scenes, but and WCW too. Yeah. And then he, he was trained by him and him and his dad uh, worked over in uh, Germany and Europe. Uh, Robbie Brookside, which is uh, Paige's dad. Yes. Was, was in a match with him. I think it was actually, he tagged with his dad and that was Fitz final match. Uh, but anyways, and then he went over to New Japan, was trained, and then become a he was a young lion at one point, and then announced in about 2017 or 18 he was he was done being a young lion. Um, and he just worked his way up. So been spent a lot of time in Japan. Uh, I think he's a great talent and has a ton of potential. So yeah, excited to see him work with with Hangman. Um, uh, they had a brief storyline. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't remember who Hangman beat and he got involved, but again, it was over in Japan three, four years ago, but yeah, there, there's some history there and he could be a very, very good talent here in the next five to six years. Well, yeah, this was a good, this was a good match. I mean, Hangman ended up getting a win, which was predictable with the buckshot lariat, but I liked it. I was impressed with David Finley. It would be in the first time I'd really seen him work a full match. And how about Hangman uh, sipping a fan's beer? First time we've seen him do that in a while, at least since prior to Moxley entering rehab last year. Well, Hangman was really, really funny about COVID. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. He when when COVID happened, he he kind of went home for a while, which yeah. to each their own. No judgment. So. You grab some dude's beer that you've been drinking on, and you're gonna you're gonna rip a you're gonna rip a sip. I guess yep. it's you're over you're over that fact now. But yeah, you know, yeah. A little back to the uh, hangman and dark order days when he was he was drinking mm-hmm. too much. Yep, yep. When he was uh, trying to trying to get the title from Omega. So, um, but uh, good match. And after the match, Heyman gets on the stick, says there's a lot he wants to say about the world title, but not tonight. He wasn't in the little battle royal. He doesn't seem like he's going to get a title shot anytime soon, but he but he knows there isn't just one world title in professional wrestling. So for Bendor, he wants the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, and he wants Okada. Yes, I'm in. Yeah, Ooh. please. Get my money. Please. Holy, please. Holy shnikes. Then Adam Cole comes up off the commentary table stating that it could be his good buddy Jay White who is champion. He tells Paige he's not a champion anymore. He lost the title while Cole won the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament and nobody will stop him. Cole believes he should get a shot at the title because he's the franchise player in AEW. I like both these guys, but we've already seen this. I don't want to see a program between these two again. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm so sick of that belt. It's, it sounds bad because it's the own heart belt and it, it means great things. Right, right. It does not look like the 1992 tag championship from WWF. Well, and it was cool one like the last week, you know, when it's still fresh in everybody's mind to, to wear it, him and Britt both. But are they going to wear it every single week? It looks like they are. Yeah, it's going to get old fast. And I hate saying that because um, I don't know. I just don't want it to be used a prop like MGF's ring, I guess. Yeah. I think you're going to see it for a while. Probably. You know, just to keep keep that in your mind. But, yep. yeah, I I don't want to see another Hangman Cole right now. Just It's not right, especially going into Forbidden Door. So, I don't know. There's there's so many good guys that could, could be put with uh, Cole. Yeah, or you can even have that, you know, I think a lot of people were expecting Bullet Club versus Undisputed Elite. It's true, you know the Bullet Club right now. I think the Bullet Club guys hold the, hold the tag titles at least, right? Um, but yeah, yeah. Well, now you got Ace Austin in the mix too with yeah. the Bullet Club. So I don't, I don't know. I, but I want Hangman versus Okada. At the end of the day, that that's I yep. want that. I mean, man, that'd be great. And I know it's it's a fantasy booking, but I mean, can you imagine putting the um, IWGP title on Hangman, and then you got a healthy Punk coming back. And then you have a unification match. Yeah, holy! Sh- I mean, like you said, come come uh, uh, Labor Day for that that one. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Hangman Okada, we've seen that before, but that was what four or five years ago. And these guys are completely different wrestlers, especially yeah. Hangman now. That was back when Hangman was a uh, was Bullet Club, right? right? Right, and he wasn't near the wrestler he is today. So, um, yeah, that would all be great. And 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 I'm sure you 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 keep up with world wrestling enough. I'm sure you saw Tanahashi said he wants to face uh, Punk in the G1. Yeah, yeah, I would We're not the G1 that. at Wrestle Kingdom at Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, I'm in. Just, just the fact that we there's a good chance we're going to see Punk in New Japan at one time just blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get, get him healthy. And yep. Yeah, I'm in. Speaking of getting him healthy, uh, Tony Giovanni welcomed Warlow to the ring for an interview. Crowd was chanting his name. Giovanni um, claims Warlow opted not to be in the Battle Royal earlier and he knows there's something on his mind. Warlow says the reason for that is that CM Punk is the champion, so if he's not beating him, he doesn't want the title yet. Warlow tells Punk to heal up quick because when he does, he'll be waiting when he gets back. However, there's a title he does want, one that few men have carried that put respect to it since then. Those men have diminished it. It was a title he had won three months ago, and he has thought about it every night since. Warlow wants the TNT title as it's time for a change around here. This leads to Scorpio Sky coming out, walking to the ring, but Lambert and Ethan Stott, Ethan Page come to stop him, claiming he has a bad knee. Uh, Warlow says, take your time to get ready. I'll, I'll wait till you're 110%. Yeah, I like the, uh, like I said, I think we talked about it earlier. I like Warlow going after this title. He Me does too. immediately jump into the world title, right? Uh, which is flooded. Right now, with what's all going on, um, no, they're they're building slow. You know, this is going to take a year to get Warload to where uh, we want him to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, his 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 new entrance with the music coming out late. He's over. 
let let him do this for a year, and hopefully in the year he builds on his mic skills. Right. He could work with Aaron. I'm not knocking on the guy. Um, he just hasn't had an opportunity, really. I mean, he's not. Yeah, he hadn't had an opportunity yeah. to speak because he's been MJF's, you know, security guard and just. heater. Yeah. Yeah, just stand there and look good. But, yeah, no. Good move by TK here. Work him up. You know, I could see down the road him doing this, maybe even getting. Uh, a couple, a couple shots, or even even getting a tag title shot mm-hmm. or me, uh, with a, with an ally, not necessarily winning it, but just kind of delaying that program until it's time to push him for the world title. Right. It kind of reminds me. I mean, not night and day, but um, of Jade's run right now. I mean, they got her in the TBS title mix. You know, they're building her up to eventually go after the world title, but they're still taking their time with her because she still is green. Warlow's green in some areas, like we said, the mic, just because he hasn't had many opportunities. So, um, I mean, I mean, I was a little, I kind of chuckled to myself about the, the, the reasoning. I mean, I, I'm all for seeing him against punk. Don't get me wrong. Eventually like, but, um, I was just like, why? I mean, still the reasoning there. You could have just won that got on won the main event, what win at forbidden door. And then you're getting a face punk anyways, but yeah, that's, that's, I almost almost look at this like if I don't want to bring him up, but if you look at John Cena's run back right. in the day, he went he went through the, all the belts before right. he got his first title reign, and I almost feel like they're going to do that with Warload. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, and they worked they worked Cena's skills on the mic. Eventually, he became awesome on the mic. Yeah. So you know, let him let him get a, a, a mid card title and work his way up. So. Yeah, slow yeah. play it. Definitely slow yeah. play it, and he'll be all right. Yeah, and and you know Scorpio as a champion. I mean, he's been okay. It's just the whole <laughs> top team, Sammy Guevara storyline, just took the TNT title out. Yeah, I mean, we didn't see Sammy this week. He was over in Italy. Paris, 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 getting engaged. I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, which. Yeah, good for them. Whatever. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, I'm over Dan Lambert. Oh, I've been that way for a while. <laughs> I mean, at, at first he was cool, but now he has. I mean, yeah, I'm over him. So he, at least he didn't take any uh, just stupid shots this week. At well, I guess that storyline's over. I was gonna say at Tay Conte, and I don't know. He just takes some shots. Like, dude, you're trying to get that cheap heat. Like, yeah, been there, done that. You know, we we had the match there with, with Paige. So, I mean, are we going to see Paige doing some single matches on uh, Rampage or Elevation or Dark? Probably. So, you know, yeah. be her mouthpiece on those shows, right? But right, Scorpio is a big boy. He can be on yeah. his own. <laughs> yes, yes, he can. Definitely, Ethan Page. Ethan Page is a hell of a talker. Oh, he is, and and that's so, why I feel bad for him going against Miro yeah. next week because I'm like. He's a really good talent that still hasn't got really a big win, at least a singles win yet in AEW. So, yeah. But when you have a loaded roster, that's gonna kind of happen, I guess. Uh, Mark Sterling appeared after Wardlow's segment and uh, says he, since he's a nice guy, he gives Wardlow two options: he can face him in the court of law, or he can wrestle twenty security members in an elimination match next week. Either way, he pays. 
So we're gonna see Wardlow beat up twenty security guards next week. Actually, I kind of like this. I do too. It's fun. It's something fun. I mean, and and if you looked at the guy, uh, he's on the screen, our on screen right. Yes, bigger dude. If you looked at him, he was he had his arms crossed. He was flexing. He was like like he was into. I'm like, man, I just (laughs) wrong twice. You know. Yep. Again, he's playing the part. He's doing his job. Yep. And I, and I like it, but it's just like, yeah, we're going to see a, a five-minute match where he power bombs 20 guys. Yep. We're going to see 20 power bombs in five, four minutes, and it's, it's going to be awesome. It's truly going to be a power bomb symphony, and I just can't wait to see yeah. the presentation of it, to be honest. Uh, next week's show looks to be really, really good. Speaking of next week's show, we see the Young Bucks appear as they uh, recap their performances from last week. Matt says they're back and they want their World Tag Team titles back. Then the Hardys appear, and Matt Hardy heard what they said, but at double or nothing, the Hardys won. Christian Cage is, then comes on and says the champions, and who then appear with them. Uh, he doesn't think either team deserves a shot. Christian recalls how Jungle Boy got pinned in his hometown, and they're all about getting their wins back, which Jungle Boy made an interesting face when he was talking about that. He throws out a challenge, a match that made them household names. Next week for the World Tag Team titles, the Hardys versus the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express in a ladder match. That leaves a Jungle Boy questioning Christian Cage, but it appears the match is set. I don't think we need to see the Hardys in a ladder match right now. Jeff might die. They're 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 they can barely walk. I mean, especially Jeff. I mean, that's why he wasn't on last week because yeah. he supposedly had a concussion at double or nothing. Well, he he. Supposedly didn't remember the whole match. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, now we're throwing him into a ladder match where yeah. the dude already he's got a swanton off something. I mean, well, yeah, you know, you know, there's going to be a ten foot ladder, yeah, six foot, yeah, swanton through two guys through a table. I mean, it's a spot he's done a hundred times. Yeah, um, you know, I I go back to that ladder match we had with the Hardys, um, Bucks, and the Briscoes back in ROH, right, and that was ridiculous that was balls to the wall that was ridiculous there was there was bodies flying everywhere there was ladders there was tables and there was just debris everywhere well it's interesting because you look at these teams i mean we we haven't really seen jungle boy be a high flyer i'm sure he could but like luchasaurus is the one i'm looking at i'm like he doesn't where where does he fit in this equation of a ladder match yeah yeah i mean you're gonna get your spots between the bucks and the and the hardies right I mean, you could see six foot. Was he six foot six, six foot seven? Yeah. What if he moonsaults off the top of a ladder? He loves to do that. I mean, he, yeah. he's acrobatic. He, he can do it. So, um, I mean, I uh, and again, KOP is not on the t- on the uh, nope. docket next week. But I could see a title change. I think it's time, and I, I can see it. Christian's gonna gonna push one of the guys off the ladder. <laughs> You've been, that. You've been saying that for 16 weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking to it, and, and I'm probably going to be wrong. Um, but, okay, Shep, who who walked – okay, so you're saying new champs, Bucks or Hardys? Uh, Hardys. I think so, too. Hardys, and it's going to be a quick title run. Yep. 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 I, I don't I don't even know if you would if, – if they – okay, they win it and they lose it for Door, whoever they face, um, whether it's – well, I would say whether it's FTR, but they're not going to face FTR now with what FTR's got going on. Maybe you see a random, random New Japan team, not yeah. random, but some guys that been together, you know, that challenge them and do it. But yeah, I see them. 
they're on their final run. They've already said they're on their final run here this year in, in 2022. Right. So I can see them. They're going to get a they're going to get a title reign, but it's going to be short and sweet. Yep, I agree. I think I think you're right. On the, it wouldn't shock me though if the Bucks win, but I don't know. I'm like they've had a yeah but had a reign once already. I almost kind of see the Bucks going into for, Forbidden Door against some old rivals, so uh, against the Bullet Club, which they used to be a part of the Bullet Club, or right. you know, some of the guys they faced in the in the junior heavyweight or junior tag weight division. So I don't know. Yeah, again, I, if if I'm gonna have to uh, pick a team, I'm picking the Hardys, but my confidence points are definitely under five. Yeah, no, no, yeah, absolutely. I, I thought the Bucks Lucha Bros match from Rampage last week was another kick ass mm-hmm. match. I mean, anytime you get those guys, and and the Bucks revealed on BTE that they asked uh, they wanted to be openers, and Tony said they could have whoever they wanted to face. They said Lucha Bros because that's their favorite tag team to face. Yeah, so. They put on some darn good matches, whether it's just ROH, uh, AEW, AAA. They put on a heck of a yep. match back in the day. So Everywhere they go. It's yep. just chemistry. We then got the AEW Women's Championship match. AEW loves to do this on Dynamite, just kind of throw one together. But Marina Shafir, to her credit, was number five in the rankings coming into the night, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like she was way off the radar. But uh, she got a uh, title shot against Thunder Rosa. Uh, interesting match. Uh, this was a better showing for Shafir than it was against Jade Cargo when she was challenging for the TBS title. Uh, Thunder Rosa gets the win uh, with a roll-up, but Shafir attacks her after the match until Tony Storm makes the save. Then uh, Tony comes out on top with a German suplex. Rosa then plants Shafir on the mat, but Storm then grabs the women's title to hand it over, but she pauses first, and you kind of got a ooh from the crowd. So looks like we're setting up a program for Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa. Uh, which I hate to say this, but I feel that Thunder Rosa's title reign's been hasn't been good, subpar. Yeah, easily. Um, well, I'm looking at the rankings today during lunch. I'm like, okay, Nyla Rose is number one. We've seen that a million times. Britt yeah. Baker's number two. Seen that. So then I'm like, then there was Tony Storm and uh, Marina Shafir, and I don't remember the other gal who was on there, but I'm like, where do where do they go with this? So yeah. it kind of makes sense. Thunder uh, and Tony Storm, I, I can I can get on board with that. Um, Thunder Rosa is awesome in the ring, mm-hmm. but and she's had a couple passionate promos, but as of late, her and Tony. Do not jive like Tony and Britt. No. And so I just, I don't know, I can't get really involved in it. And then I got to thinking, going into Forbidden Door, that's one part of New Japan is is I don't pay attention to is is, is the women division. Um, and they don't have, I don't know. If they I, don't, I don't think they have one. They don't, well, there's been, there's been a couple of matches, but I don't think there's much there. But I think it's been reported that they're not going to have any female town on Forbidden Door, I think. Okay. I think okay. so. Well, maybe AW might, but I don't think New Japan is. Okay. I think I read that somewhere. Yeah, there's, there's not a big direction to go with Thunder Rosa right now. So. Right. Again, her in-ring talent, awesome. Just work on the mic. May, again, maybe I'm just saying that because we're spoiled and what the heck we listen to all the time. And then the time she gets to speak, it's just underwhelming. Right. 
Right. Um, we then got a, a short uh, backstage segment with Jake Cargill and the baddies hyping up um, um, Red Velvet versus Chris Statlander on Rampage for Friday. And then uh, Jade's starting to get a little rapport with Tony Schiavone with with her line every week, hitting that line. So that's starting to catch on. Um, I don't know. I feel like these, these ladies are in a segment every week backstage. So They, they are, and eventually you're going to have Jade. I feel like Jade will end up taking the women's title, and then the, she'll relinquish the TBS title, and they'll have a tournament or something like that. Yeah. I could see that because uh, right now they haven't built anybody up well enough to take it from her. No, and I feel like her in-ring work is getting better. Yeah, it is. When she first started back in the day with like Shaq, it was it was a little shaky. Sure, sure. But I think you can tell she's a heck of an athlete and she's working on it. And it's you know, a lot better. Sounds like she's been working with Danielson and Regal a bunch. So those are two good guys to learn from. And I mean, if you're going to learn from somebody, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like those guys go in. The day of dynamite at like eleven a.m. and then they work clear up to dynamite with different talents. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. We then got the main event: John Moxley versus Kyle O'Reilly, with the winner earning an interim AW World Title shot at Forbidden Door. This, uh, I mean, I thought this match was going to be good, and I enjoyed it a lot more than I even thought I would because it was just a, it was a grappler match. I mean, it was a hard hitting match, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly held his own, but in the end. Uh, Moxley got the win with a regal knee followed by the paradigm shift. He's going to the forbidden door. I like that they called out the regal knee, by the way. But did you notice about two minutes, three minutes in, Moxley was bleeding from the mouth? Yep. So obviously that wasn't that wasn't planned. Nope. Refs had to get the gloves out. He he took he took a stiff shot. That's how stiff they worked. He Mm -hmm. took a stiff shot to the mouth. So that that just made it a little bit more. Well, even some of those elbows are hitting in the slaps. I'm oh, like, slaps. it's hard to it's hard to do a uh, work slap sometimes when you go that hard. So you know that and you can you can hear them ringing <laughs> in the camera, and you can tell that. I mean, they're hitting it. They're hitting yeah. the space and they're ringing. So imagine what they sound like in the uh, arena. In the arena. Well, and O'Reilly's so good with his facial expressions and reactions, and he was looking dazed after he got smacked a few times. Um, but uh, and did you notice towards the end there, Moxley hit a cutter, and they said that cutter was so good it was almost a stunner. Did you hear? Did you notice that? Yeah, the commentary was something tonight. I yeah. Uh, uh, Jr. J. I like Jr. But sometimes during matches, I'm like, dude, you're 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 crapping on the product. What are you doing? Like, do this on your podcast, not during the live telecast. Yeah. Um. I, I thought I was like, man, he yeah, he had a really good cutter out of nowhere, and then he's like, it was almost a stunner. And I'm like, okay, you're saying he's not as good as Stone Cold, I guess. Right, right. <laughs> AW's version of Stone Cold. Yeah, um, there you go. But a good match. Uh, Moxley won like we were all anticipating, and it's got to be Tanahashi, right? There's no no I mean, way Tanahashi. I mean, because if, if if Tanahashi for whatever reason would lose at Dominion this weekend. And why the hell did you bring him on TV last week? Right. Well, they brought him on TV last week before Punk's injury. Now, are, if they if they plan to save that, yep. okay, a bigger build up, but true. Yeah, it's got to be Tanahashi. 
It's interesting with the report of Punk's injury. A lot of people are saying he got hurt on stage dive. Not even in the match. Yeah, I heard, I saw that too. So if that's the case, he won't be stage diving anymore. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have been anyways. But yeah. But uh, but his his um in ring segment on Rampage was that was pretty emotional stuff. I mean he mm-hmm. he was he was pretty tore up. Well, and it, when he did that on Rampage, we were confused because it was like, did he drop? Oh, it? the commentary screwed that up so bad. I was confused, yep. and then all of a sudden we have an interim title like ten minutes later on 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 Rampage. I'm like, oh, he didn't drop it. Which he didn't. He didn't really drop it. If you listen to him, he didn't. Right. He said it. he wanted to relinquish it, but Tony said no. Yep, I'm coming back. Yep. So yeah, it was confusing, but so so I gotta think, and maybe with the interim title it'll be different. But I mean, with with that, them not having him relinquish it, I'm thinking he could be back by all out. Yeah, I don't know what exactly the injury is. If it's a broken foot, he can heal from that in four to six weeks. Well. Yeah, it was but, a broken foot, and he had surgery on it. That dude will be walking in two weeks, right? Therapy, and then and then go, and then you got you're gonna have Tanahashi and Punk at all out. So you think Tanahashi goes over Mox? Yes, Paul, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. So see, I, I'm, I'm for everybody listening or watch. I'm out of the Forbidden Door. Austin smashed me. In golf league last week, I didn't ask you what you shot. I shot that bad. I just assumed there's no way I, that no way uh, you lost to me. So I am out. So it's just Paul against Austin at Forbidden Door. Yeah, I think I I think we got 17 or 18 points in golf league last week. Yeah, I'll I'll talk to you off air about the score. I'm sure you spoke to me. I did not play well, but uh, nonetheless, uh, fun episode tonight. I mean, it wasn't the best dynamite of the year, but I've seen yeah. I've seen worse. Um, overall rating. Um, since I've been, uh, subbing in on the podcast, um, I've been spoiled. I've had some darn good episodes. You have, um, this one's going to be my worst. I'm going 6.9. I was thinking right around there. I will bump it up a little bit. I'm going to go seven one. Um, it's hard for me to go below seven. I've done it before. Yeah. But, um, but when we were recapping it tonight, there was more that I liked about the show than I realized. Um, before I started talking about it, so. it's a good bill. It's a good stepping stone. There's it a, is. There's a lot of stuff that happened tonight that's going to step to Forbidden Door and and and, and some uh, dynamites down the road before Forbidden Door. You know, we got the hair versus hair match next right? week. Yeah. So I mean, it it was a stepping stone. It just didn't wow me. I mean, I'm not sitting here doing cartwheels, which I can't do a cartwheel by the way. I can't either. We're not very well. So. Jericho's going over hair versus hair, right? There's no way Jericho goes bald. Well, I don't know, man. I would love it. I'd love it if he does, though. Well, I just noticed he just announced his uh, Fozzie tour. Right. Uh, it's, but it's not till it's not till August. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. He could go back to the short hair, I guess. I mean, yeah, shave it, yeah. and then he grows out a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, man, I want him to lose. I do too. That's that's the fan in me, though. Me too. Yeah. Right, right. That's I. I guess that's the mark. I'm a mark. I wanted to lose in that that situation, but so so we got that. We got the ladder match next week, which will be crazy. We got Warlow facing twenty security guards. Uh, this fr- <laughs> this Friday night, we get on Rampage. We get Red Velvet versus Statlander, Kingston against Hager, 
United Empire versus FTR and Trent Beretta. We get an appearance from Hookhausen. So pretty loaded Rampage, too. Yeah, Rampage is going to be fun. I love I love the hour shows. I really do. Oh, they fly by. They, they fly. do. And, and they pack them in. So and then next week, looking good. Yeah. A couple good matches already. So, I mean, then we got, I mean, this is a hot month because then we got, of course, Forbidden Door coming up. We have Blood and Guts right after Forbidden Door. Yeah. In Detroit. Um, a lot of a lot of good stuff coming up. So who's your wrestler of the night tonight? Uh Kyler Riley. That's a good one. I mean, and, and and just throw out the I mean he was okay in the battle royal, you'll be wrong, but his performance in the main event was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of knew he wasn't gonna go over, but yeah. You talk about a guy that worked his tail off tonight. He deserves a couple bush lattes when yes, he, he does. When he's buying that curtain with Kyler Riley. Well, he, uh, I mean, I think his his star level starting to rise a little bit. I think amongst AEW fans, just because he has beat some really good opponents, and even though he lost tonight to Moxley, I mean, he was right there with them. So I think I, I'm still with you, though. I mean, he hadn't quite separated rated himself from Red Dragon, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, he's still he's here now. Bobby Fish is here for me, so. Um, but I, I'll go with Moxley tonight just because I'll take the easy cop way out. And um, I, I figured you'd go with Pac. I thought about it. I thought about it because uh, and when you go with that whole wrestler of the night, yeah, you know, is it his performance? You know, it's or, however whatever you want it to be. That's the beauty yeah. of it. How we do yeah, it on here. You, you could word it a couple different ways. I I thought Pac was Pac was my second. Yeah, you know, I was on the fence so. I kind of thought you'd go that way, but I thought about it. But uh, it's hard for me to go against whoever wins a main event usually, and uh, and I'm all. Even though I know you're, you're saying t- you get a ton of Hashi over Mox, I hope Mox wins because I want him to be the first two-time heavyweight champion in AEW, and I'd love to see him have another, even if it's a short reign till Punk comes back. I'd love to see him have a little reign with fans in attendance because he That's carried cool. that company on on his back in 2020 with no fans. Yeah. yeah, which was but, really impressive. I mean, if you're uh, if you're if you're booking this, but wouldn't you want Tanahashi to come over and run a couple months in the states? Oh, sure. If if, if you mean, got that good enough relationship with New Japan to allow it, yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's that's the cool thing. Like, can you imagine those behind the door talks? Oh man! And you you have him run a couple months, and then all of a sudden you have all these people. Uh, in Japan, who follow Tanahashi, all of a sudden they're going to pay the uh, thirty nine ninety five or forty nine ninety five yeah. for all out. So, do you are you TK and say, hey, look, I want to put this belt on this guy because I want the buys from Japan, his fans. I want those extra buys at all out to watch him. I mean, yeah. is, it, is it a business decision or does he just? I mean, TK has more money than, <laughs> yeah whatever yeah um that's so. a good that's a good point um do yeah because you do it because you're a fantasy booker and you and you want that because you're tk and you've been a you've been a fan the whole time or do you do it because you think hey i can pick up a hundred thousand pay-per-view buys from japan well, well, he came out today and he he said the initial number looks like one hundred fifty five thousand buys for double or nothing. That's a lot of money. Well, think about it. 
Yeah, it's a lot of money. You and I almost bought twice because the. Oh, that's I. I still need to check, make sure I didn't get charged twice. I think I got charged once, but I think I, I know I got charged once, but I need to. I had to use two. I even used two different cards. I, oh, I was. Furious. I did too. I did too. It was it was messed up. But butcher point. Yeah, they weren't. They, they, weren't, they, they got to get that fixed. I, I should have bought the night before. I usually buy it the day before, but I, I waited. Like I think I was two or three hours beforehand, so I thought yeah. it was safe. Yeah, it was it was a mess. I hope they figure that out eventually. Um, I know that's a partnership with Warner, I believe, Bleacher Report, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, I don't know. There's got to be something better than that. But uh, let's get some wrestlers healthy. Goodness, across the whole professional wrestling world, guys are dropping like flies right now. And no, no, uh, Brian Danielson tonight. No. Um, it sounded like a possible concussion, which I hope not. Yeah, that's the worst thing he could have. Yeah. Um, which he missed He missed that meet and greet because he could not fly. Right. But the only reason you could not fly is if you had some head issues for, with pressure. So right. that was really scary um, talking about that. And then, yeah, obviously punking his foot. but Punking his foot and then other promotions. Cardona just had surgery yesterday. Um, Did you see his stuff from GCW this weekend? I mean, the dude's awesome. I mean, some of those fans in GCW and the pictures were awesome, but, like, this guy is going to play it up. He put a neck brace on. <laughs> he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. He put a neck brace on. Yeah. And, and, and his wife, Chelsea Green, she played the part, like – um, I mean, I don't know. The, the more I watch of him, I'm a bigger fan. Um, I used to make fun of him in the WWE. I'll be honest. Yep. Um, I thought I laughed when he won that Intercontinental Ladder match at and lost it the next night. and lost it the next night. And it was it was a fluke. He lost it, I think, to the Miz, right? Yes. Yep. So, but you know, he's in. He's an NWA champion, which. That pulls some weight nowadays still. Sure. I don't care what you think. I mean, they named a pay-per-view after him. Yeah. Always ready. Yeah. Um, so, and then anybody that is a diehard GCW fan hates him. So, again, if you hate somebody that much, they're over. Do, doing something right. Yeah. So, good for him. And, yeah, I hope he gets healthy. I am a little nervous. He's doing all of this, and he sees – the success Cody's having back in WWE, and he was one of the ones that told Cody to go back. Is he building all this up to try to go back to WWE and make one one big run? Um, uh, for him and Cody are best friends. Yeah. Um, I don't because I like if you would have asked me this six months ago, no way he's doing fine no on way. his own. But now, just and, and I usually don't give WWE a lot of props, especially on this podcast, but with the way they've used Cody, I think they've opened doors for a lot of guys to at least take a look. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could see that, but he made a comment on a podcast. Um, he's making more money now than he ever had. Right. right. Um, and I can see his, he's, he's happy. Yeah. He can do, I mean, he's, he's a hell of a worker. Oh, he is, and he—I don't think he—he he was underutilizing WWE. And of course, we could say that about a bunch of guys, but yeah, I, I don't. And maybe he can go back if they offer him 
the money and good for him if he can make a paycheck because he earned it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see it anytime soon. And real quick, and I know we're since we're on the subject, Cody, holy <laughs> shit. I, I mean, is he the most he has to be the biggest baby face in WWE right now? Yeah, they I mean as you know, I'm a big Cody fan, have been for years. But what he did the other night, it takes his – he's in legendary category now because, yeah. I mean, my God, in, in just the presentation of him taking off that jacket the coat. slowly, hey. the the oh. whole arena went dead silent because they were felt yeah. so uncomfortable. And you're like, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not a doctor. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, like he's going to hurt himself even worse. And, like, this is stupid. What is he doing? Yeah, but, it, wasn't, it wasn't any type of body paint. That was no, that was real, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a report he either got surgery today or he's getting it tomorrow. I'm not sure which one was. Yeah, correct. I think it's tomorrow. Um, I listened to Bully Ray this morning. Yeah. No, yesterday morning, and Bully Ray on on busted open basically just said that put him in legendary status. You if that put him in the most baby faced over, and then on top of that he says. I don't care what you say. I'm working money in the bank. <laughs> Which he's not. He's not gonna. But but the fact that he planted that in season. Yeah. I, if, if they're smart with this, they save his return till the rumble because that that should be about mm. the time period he's ready to go. And if you don't get Dwayne, if you don't get The Rock for the big WrestleMania match, you have Cody come back, huge baby face. He wins the rumble, goes on the Mania, wins the title. What what if what if you do the. Uh, what if he do? He comes back at the Rumble, but at the time you already have Roman and a Rock set up. Yep. But you have it night one, right? And then Cody takes on the winner night two, or even maybe you know Rock and Roman probably doesn't even need the title. I don't know how you get the titles off Roman. Maybe Drew takes one, and then you could. And I know people are tired. You could wrap the whole story around Seth Cody four. Yeah. Seth wins somehow gets the title from Roman, and then Cody gets it off of Seth. Okay, yeah, I know, I know. We're I don't know. WWE. Yeah, I know, but it's whatever. I wanted to bring yeah bring up Cody because that was I. Not only did he get through the match, he it was a good match. It was a great match. I mean, I mean, again, I the only reason I tune in to Hell in a Cell was to watch that match. That was the only match I watched. Yeah, and, uh, and he hit uh, the, he hit the pedigree. Finally. <laughs> So, so how do you think that conversation goes on backstage now? But, and the sledgehammer is involved. I know. Yeah, but yeah, I, mean, um, I, I think I saw the Twitter picture today, or was it maybe late last night? So that bruise is now down all the way to his wrist. Yeah. Yeah. So he's he's got to be uncomfort, com- oh, he, uncomfortable. So. And I know Bustin' Open had a doctor, and the doctor pretty much said he couldn't do any more damage than what he'd already done. It's just, can he tolerate the pain? Yeah, and they, uh, who were they talking about? Uh, was it, I think it was Bully that tore his peck. And then was it Dreamer? I don't know. Either one of them. They were talking about how they they had it done and they, they went to do some cardio. And they couldn't even do jogging because the motion hurts mm-hmm. so bad. So it had to be Bully because... Dreamer ain't going to do cardio. Dreamer doesn't have any pecs either, let's be honest. <laughs> he has Oreos. Yeah, that's very true. We're building Oreos. But anyway, <laughs> like they talked about it like, hey, I did this once. 
I tried to jog on the treadmill and it was so painful. I couldn't even do that. So right, right. They, they definitely put Cody over uh, on uh, uh, busted open. So well, part of me thinks maybe, and of course he's got to give back to the fans. I mean, I, there obviously was no way he wasn't going to go through with the match, but it sounded like he partially tore it in an angle Monday and then he fully tore it on his own weightlifting. Yeah. Maybe he felt so bad that maybe he shouldn't have been weightlifting, and he did, and it made it worse. So he's like, I'm definitely going through with this. I don't know what his mindset was, but the fact that he went through with it and had a stellar match, yeah, he's the biggest baby face. So, so now, Bully had a hell of a point. You follow his progress. You have a yep. cleaners in that, in that surgery room tomorrow. You do a documentary yep. for the – for the network, yep, on on the Peacock, yep. and you follow him the whole way until he debuts at the Rumble mm-hmm. or Survivor Series or whatever, whatever he can come back, and that just that keeps his name in your mind and it keeps him over. Yep, nope, hundred percent that. And they're, they're smart. They're smart enough over there in that other yeah. company to do that. I hope they are at least. They they have used Cody. As well as they can so far. I mean, I when he when he the news was out that he was going to make the jump. I'm like, okay, it's going to be interesting how they use him. I was like, this is a big opportunity for them because if they use him correctly, once these AW guys their contracts come up, they're at least could probably take a look. Yeah, and, and so far they've done that. All right, so we, we talked about Cody. I know we're off the subject of the show now. Yep. Elephant in the room. MJF. <laughs> well, today. Sean Ross have a Fightful reported that a lot of talent backstage believes that MJF is pursuing some holiday or holiday, geez, Hollywood um, opportunities. Uh, okay. And that's why they think he was out there last week after the show and was meeting with some L- people in LA, something that had been set up since March. So if that's the case, TK knows about it. So this is all work. I still think it's a work. I st- I think he's got uh, Warner Discovery in on it. That's why they came out with that statement, pull them from all the material. Yep. I, I think it's got to be a work. And even even the uh, the YouTube videos came out when he was doing all that punk come running down, you know, without a boot on. You know, like what are you doing? Uh, Matt Jackson came out, who was one of the VPs. Mm-hmm. He, he looked, you know, astounded, like what are you doing? Like, this is off script type deal again, which if you're in the house there, you played along with it. Like this guy went rogue, mm-hmm. but I don't think we did. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I wanted to because I'm hooked, but it's, it's, it's too good to be true. I think I, I literally think what started off as kind of a shoot has transformed into a work because I still go back to, I don't think Tony would allow him to skip that meet and greet. Well, they said the fans paid for. They said it cost him twenty or twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a huge chunk of money. There was some fans that went there just to see him. Yeah. So, Um, so that's the part that confuses me. But as far as the rest, if you go back to his unbelievable promo last week, if he was really going off the rails, they would have cut his mic so much quicker than they did. Yeah, because it was like the last two or three seconds right. that his mic. Right, so, right. Um, maybe, maybe we see him take a break. Yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see him at Forbidden Door or nope. uh, Blood and Guts. Nope. 
Maybe, maybe all out. All but, out. I think. I think that might be the soonest you see him is all out. Yeah, I mean, and it might not. And it might be something he's not advertised, and he comes out and screws over the main event or, or something. I, I don't know, uh, but it's going to be a big reaction when he does come back. Because I mean, they've pulled him from the website. They pulled all of his merch from the store. Which, which the the merch thing is like you're thinking, man. That's some of those guys. That's how they make their living. Yeah. Um. And if he had that bad of a contract, he needs his merch. Right. So, okay. Hey, TK says, hey, look, we're not gonna announce it, but Here's I'm gonna do some- this, and you're good. Uh, we're we're yeah. this is how we're gonna we're gonna play everybody else. We're gonna get everybody hook, line, and sinker. So. I think that's exactly what's happened. I think they, uh, there's been a new deal now. Did the years get added on the deal? I don't know, but I think he's probably getting more money now than he previously was. But uh, they, they have the wrestling world talking. Tony won't comment on it. So it's they're playing it pretty good so far. And I remember, I think I sent you and Paul the uh, little snippet of Tony Khan in the uh, press conference after and he had Punk sitting next to him, and he got fired up when somebody asked him about. Oh, that was Bishop about Bischoff's comments. Oh, about Bischoff, yeah. Yep. And I mean, Bischoff went back at Tony this week, by the way, on eighty-three weeks. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. He he yet. invited Tony to come on the show anytime. Ooh, Conrad. Conrad said he wants to get them both in the same room because he said they'd probably get along. Which it got me thinking. Eric's been on Dynamite twice. Yeah, he, in the he past, so they know each other. So, but uh, yeah, Eric pretty much was making fun of Tony, and, and and I mean, it was exactly what I thought Bischoff would say. So. And I like Bischoff, but he still is a weasel. Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I like him. He provides good content. I like his throwback episodes with WCW on 83 weeks and his TNA stuff. But he he's a guy I look. I'm like. Can't trust that guy. Nope, nope. And I don't know what kind of business he's in nowadays, but he still finds he always. I listen to a couple of his podcasts. And he talks about how he doesn't need wrestling anymore, right? Gotta, but he still shows up every once in a while. Yep. So he would jump on in a heartbeat if somebody gave him a role. I guarantee it. He says he wouldn't. I bet he would. Well, I remember three, four years ago when they hired him to be. Like literally in charge of SmackDown. Yeah, it lasts like a week. Yeah, he he went to Connecticut, stayed there for maybe a month, and right. Like, All right, I ain't doing this. Yeah, uh, they fired him. Whatever. He was doing SmackDown. Heyman was supposed to do Raw. Yep. It was this new new look, and it didn't work out at all. Yeah. That's why 78 years old Vince McMahon is still in charge of everything. <laughs> and he didn't help, didn't stop anybody from pushing his daughter out the door. No. Uh, no. Yeah. Hey, That's something. what's best for business? <laughs> it's what's best for business. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure she's okay. She's, uh, she's, she's not going to be hurting. Yeah, she'll be fine, but... Uh, that's why I'm glad we have an alternative product to watch now. That's yeah, pretty sure. good. And that's that we're pretty spoiled with every week. That's what created this podcast. That's why we talk about it. Yeah. So, All right. We went on like a 20-minute rant. We there. did. It's, we did. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, Jeff, for filling in on kind of a uh, kind of a last-minute notice. We appreciate it. Uh, keep getting your picks ready for Forbidden Doors so you can uh, defend that title against the Brooklyn Brawler himself. 
buy KOP merch, everybody. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast at. That's Apple Podcasts. Hit us with the Uncle Dave Meltzer five star. <laughs> and uh, Paul and I will be back next week. Same time, same night. Have a great week, everybody. Peace.